Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news, AM850 in the St. Louis area worldwide at KFUO.org. Hi, I'm Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment of faith with Pastor Doug Nicely with uh, Jerusalem Lutheran Church there in Collinsville, Illinois. Good afternoon, Doug. Good afternoon, Gary. Good to talk to you. It's good talking to you. uh, just amazing to me. We're half the way through July already. I know. <laughs> yeah, and that brings up a point I want the listeners to know. I have vacation time I need to start taking, so I'm going to do that next week, and we won't have a segment. The the, the different segments I do around 1230 each day, we won't have those. But uh, either Andy or James will be filling in and doing the music part of the program. So All right. That's what we'll look we're forward doing. to that, at least. So today, what do you want to talk about? Today I want to talk about, um, you know, the the gospel readings again, Uh, and uh, the gospel reading for this Sunday talks to us about Jesus feeding the 5,000, which is kind of interesting, Mm -hmm. and uh, eventually I'm going to get around to talking about the petition of the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. So let me give you the story behind it so we can get there, okay? Okay? From point A to point B. (laughs) Um, so it's five loaves and two small fishes, what Jesus feeds the 5,000 with. Apparently, this miracle was a major story in the Gospels, since the rest of St. Mark, chapter 6, and all of St. John, chapter 6, have to do with the implications of what this miracle means. We'll be reading from these two chapters every Sunday through the middle of August, which is long after you're back from vacation. <laughs> okay. At one point... Jesus proclaims, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. As you might expect, there are all kinds of interpretations people have done with these words of Jesus over the centuries. Today, I'd just like to focus our attention on the petition in the Lord's Prayer, Give us this day our daily bread. A little bit of background here. Martin Luther wrote at least five versions of what we now call the Catechism over two decades. The first one is called Personal Prayer Book. It was written in 1522. There he answers the question, what is meant by daily bread, in this way. He says, The bread is our Lord Jesus Christ, who feeds and comforts the soul. Therefore, O Heavenly Father, grant grace that the life, words, deeds, and suffering of Christ may be preached, made known, and preserved for us in all the world. Help that we may find in his words and deeds an effective example and mirror of all the virtues for every phase of life. Help us that we may be strengthened and comforted in suffering and adversity and and through his death to overcome our own death with a firm faith, thus boldly follow our beloved guide into a life beyond this one. That sounds nice, but that, that just sounds like um, at least in the 1529 Catechism, something that has to do with honor your father and your mother, where Luther expands it by says that by saying that everybody has authority, has that type of father and mother authority. But what is interesting is that you get to the Catechism that he wrote in 1529 as a basic instruction manual for the Christian faith, and there he's very specific about the details of our daily lives when he uh, answers the question there, what is meant by daily bread? Let's uh, hear what he has to say there. Daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as food and drink, clothing and shoes, house, home, land, animals, money, goods, a devout husband or wife, devout children, devout workers, devout and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, 
peace, health, self-control, good reputation, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. There is a difference between 1522 and 1529, uh, and the reason for this I'm sure, is that this outspoken monk in the meantime had married a runaway nun, and they started having children. We could well imagine that by 1529, Luther needed to write an instruction manual to teach his own children the faith into which he and his wife Katie had baptized them. Daily bread had to do with what they faced each and every day, as opposed to a general prayer about what it is that God provides for us in a general sense. So, we could understand Jesus saying that he is the bread of life in any one of a number of different ways. It certainly could be understood as the sacrament of Holy Communion when he says, eat my body and drink my blood. Uh, we could understand a, a sacrament as a practical way of believing God's promises because we actually touch and eat these promises. Or in baptism, we actually are washed with these promises. And, and they provide... Uh, a tactile way of understanding the promises of God. An old German pietist, meaning a writer uh, in the 17th century, John Rist, or Johann Rist, wrote these words about Holy Communion in this very practical manner. So here's a couple of verses from that hymn. O living bread from heaven, how well you feed your guest. The gifts that you have given have filled my heart and rest. O wondrous food of blessing, O cup that heals our woes, my heart this gift possessing with praises overflows. And then a verse a little bit further down. My Lord, you here have led me to this most holy place, and with yourself had fed me the treasures of your grace. For you have freely given what earth can never buy, the bread of life from heaven, that now I shall not die. So when Jesus said, I am the bread of life, whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst, uh, was he not also encouraging us to pray every day for daily bread? Right. He can be bread in that sense. Mm-hmm. So my, it's my little theologizing on, uh, on, on Mark 6 and John 6. Let's have a little word of prayer, and then I'll tell you what we're going to be doing in two weeks. Okay. okay? Yeah. Lord, it will take a lifetime for us to fully understand that you are the bread of life. Teach us as we receive your presence in the Lord's Supper that we can be bold to pray to you every day. Give us this day our daily bread. For we pray in the name of Jesus, the Lord and giver of life. Amen. Amen. So I have an interesting thing coming up the next time. One of the readings on on Sunday has to do with uh, Jesus and his disciples uh, uh, in the midst of a storm on the Sea of Galilee. And uh, and it's one of several what I call storm hymns. Uh, It's coming up uh, the next time we get together. It was written by a Chicagoan by the name of Horatio Spafford. So I like it just because it's written by a guy from Chicago. Yeah, because that's where you're from. (laughs) Because I'm a Chicago guy, yeah. I suspect he probably didn't live, grow up on the south side of Chicago, the best out part of town as mm-hmm. I did. But nevertheless, just like Bad Bad Leroy Brown. 
Yes, that's that's another song. <laughs> yes, <laughs> go on. <laughs> you know, there are times that I think Leroy Brown went to my high school. Yeah, but nevertheless. <laughs> well, the hymn that Stafford wrote is titled "It Is Well with My Soul." And the hymn story behind this song is just truly amazing. So uh, let's give that a whirl when we meet together in a couple of weeks. Okay, sounds great. Thanks, Doug. All right. God blessings, Gary. Have a great day. You too. We're the messenger of good news, KFUO AM 850 here in the St. Louis region.